Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Hope everybody having a great weekend thus far. Um, today is Saturday afternoon. It's kind of cloudy here in Jacksonville. Well, our topic is going to be um, MLK, the gift and the curse. What do I mean by that? Let me explain. Um, you, some of you guys have been watching MLK's speech. Um, I know I have um, since I was in high school. Um, the brother, there's two sides to him. His personal side, his um, public image. But I'm going to focus on his um, public image and I'll, I'll focus on his personal side. Martin Luther King was born in, um, in Atlanta, Georgia. His father was a minister. Um, his name was Michael King. Um, he was His father named after the Protestant um, Ma, uh, Martin Luther King, the Protestant um, pastor. Anyhow, that being said, um, those of you who study him and those of you who have watched his speech, I Have a Dream speech, um, the, he's the only American who's not a president who have a, a statue, who have a holiday. He's the only non-political figure to have a holiday. Now, I want you to think critically with me because the last thing I'm going to say, you may agree or disagree. And I like that. I like for us to have this dialogue because they're about to release um, his um, records, his FBI files in 2022 or 2026, from what I understand. They're going to release all this. I know they have thousands of dossiers on him, uh, you know, recording um, J. J. Edgar Hoover and his buddies. They were recording him everywhere he went. Now he was he was marching for the poor movement people, the poor uh, people's march in Tennessee and Alabama, in Memphis, Tennessee. Martin Luther King he was very passionate about the people. He met well, but people that was around him they were patsies. What do I mean by that? They were agents. One person that come to mind. um, Jesse Jackson if you guys listen to my last podcast I told you that we need to do a full investigation of Jesse Jackson Jesse Jackson he's a he's a dirty he's a dirty he's a dirty guy he's not transparent he's filthy he have a lot of blood on his hand not only him there's others I'm not going to mention anybody naming on this podcast but you guys use common sense um, Jesse Jackson had been around for a long time. You know, rainbow correlation, he was pushing out of Chicago. MLK, there were two things to kill him for because the guy, well, in the last two years, from 66 to 68, in 66, he was going, he started to waking up, uh, but the, he realized that the movement was not, like I told people, Martin Luther King didn't free anybody. He gave us civil right in a have a dream speech. That was what the Jewish people was pushing. The, the liberal Jews, they they were Marxists and they were communists. That's why you have the small hats. They were communists out of Russia and they migrated to Germany. Germany was the only European country that was welcome to the so-called Jewish that came out of Kaza in Asia Minor. Those of us who study history are very aware of what I just stated. Those of us who not, well, guess what? Go look up some stuff. Go read some book and do some research 
Always question everything you see on TV, everything you see on books. Always question it. Don't ever take something for for full facts. You know, facts can be changed, can be manipulated. But I like to speak the truth. I, I ain't got time to be political correct. I'm not on CNN. I'm not on Fox. I'm not on ABC, CBS, NBC. This is my own podcast. I monitor it and I put it out there. Now you can say, oh, John is, is full of crap. John is talking nonsense. I ain't going to listen to his pocket. That's your prerogative. I'm, I'm, cool, I'm cool with that. That being said, MLK was very militant. People, they have made him become to a, a dreamer. The guy was militant. If you study his last two, two years, he was very militant. He was very adamant about the Vietnam War. He was very adamant about the two Americans. We have the aristocrats and the poor Americans that were suffering, suffering around the country, especially the black so-called Negroes that were suffering back in the 60s. We're still suffering now, as I speak to you on this podcast. He wanted to change the dynamic. He wanted to change... At that time, they realized that J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI agents and L- London B. Johnson, they realized that it was time to get rid of him because he become a, a messiah for black people in, in America. And not only for black, also for the poor whites. They was leaning towards MLK. They're like, they're like this guy, he's the messiah. He was the so-called messiah. But because he, he made good for the people. I'm, I'm going to talk about his private life also, but I'm going to focus on his public life. Some people say he was a Marxist because he was a communist. You know, that's, that's the part they didn't tell us. He was part of the communist movement, which the Jews used him as a scapegoat to bring in, to usher in the integration. Because integration, like I told you before my last podcast, integration was very bad for black people collectively on an economic level on a social level too because you know people are people are we are spirit beings so god segregated us for a reason people say oh god is loving yeah god is loving god's have other characteristics he separated us from other nations because he knows that other nations have other gods that we're going to be succumbed to if we partake in their stuff so that's why he separated us from the first for the, for the first time the 12th tribe of israel that being said, MLK have traveled the world. He have a, he got a Nobel Peace Prize, I think, in 1967 or 1966. Um, you can go look it up. Don't take my word for it. But the brother was very intellect. He was very smart. He meant well. He didn't like the Vietnam War because one of the things that they try to they kill him for because he he was talking about the Vietnam War when he went to New York. He did a speech about that. A lot of those aristocrats and people in the government and the FBI, they didn't like that idea because, you know, war is money for the aristocrats. That's how they make their money because they, 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 they lend money to both sides, the weak side and the strong side. That's how all the wars are fighting. And that war was fighting on a lie, okay? The North Vietnamese want to be Buddhists. The South Vietnamese want to be Christians, something like to that extent. So America had other things... At that time, that's why they call. That's why they killed JFK, and I will be doing a podcast on JFK also. American, America's most beloved president, JFK. So, MLK, as we approach his birthday this week, uh, this is his birthday weekend, um, holiday weekend. This weekend, I know Monday is his birthday. As we approach, it's time for us to evaluate this man and also reflect on his life. 
Uh, a lot of us wonder how would America be if MLK was around or in that aspect if JFK was around or MLK, um, Malcolm X, those guys, they were around. I think America would have been better off. I, I strongly... I strongly uh, believe that, and some of you guys, some of you guys might believe that also. If those men was around, America would have been a thousand times better. Now, would we have conflict? Of course, we would have conflict, but the country would be more stable because they foresee what was going to transpire in the future. JRK foresee it, Malcolm X foresee, and all those leaders they foresee those things. MLK they foresee what's going to happen. You see. In his last speech, he said, I sold my people into a burning house because he knew right then and then that America, by integrating black people to white society, was not going to work for us on a spiritual level, on a social level, and an economic level. It was not going to work for us. Now, a lot, a lot of you guys have been brainwashed, uh, have been bamboozled, tricked to believe that integration was good for us. As you look as you look around the country, whether you live in the South, the Midwest, the West, the Northeast, the Southeast, you're aware of that we're not America is very segregated. On the surface, we are integrated, but and beneath the surface, America is very segregated. Each city you go to, the Chinese over here, the Jews over there, the blacks over here, the Hispanic over there, the so-called Arabs over there, we all segregated on every city we go to in America. That being said, MLK, he, had, he was very promiscuous, according to the FBI uh, files. They are about to release back, uh, maybe in 2022, they might release them out. Because yeah, he was having orgies, according to um, FBI's uh, agent that was profiling him at that time. I don't like to get in people's personal life, but if you're a reverend, you're doing those things behind closed door, that's not good. That's not a good picture on you. You know, you can be the greatest speakers of. That's why I said his gift was just. You know, he have a gift of, trans of speaking. He know how to speak. The brother was immaculate. He was special. He was a different breed when it come to articulate, and express himself on a mic, on a platform. He was very articulate. That being said, we need to evaluate that brother and love that brother. He, his family, so he lost his, uh, the family lost him, you know, as 40, I think he died 40 years old. He would have been 90 this year. He died 40 years old. He was, he was so stressed out. And then from what I understand, he didn't kill at the Lorraine Hotel. They killed him at the hospital. The surgeon killed him because when he got to the hospital, he was still breathing. He was still alive. And they always try to revive him, try to bring him back to life. But the, the, the general surgeon, he was also working with the FBI. Uh, from what I said, there was a nurse. Um, her son was telling the testimony. I watched the documentary a couple of weeks ago. Um, they said they kicked all the nurses out and the doctors. And the general um, surgeon came out with some FBI agent. And they put a pillow on his face. And they suffocated him to kill MLK in that hospital. And like I said, all those guys, all the reverends that was around him at that time, they knew that he was going to be assassinated. Don't let them fool you with the shenanigans. Our oh, we was not aware of that. There have been videos where one of the reverends said, as I move away, I make way for them to get a clear shot. He knew that because he knows that MLK was the only one that didn't have tie on. Go look at the picture. He didn't have no tie, no necktie. 
The other guys, they have necktie. Jesse Jack, they all had necktie on. They knew that he was going to get killed at the Lorraine Hotel. They had made other plans to assassinate him at the Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, or Chicago or Atlanta. But that didn't work. So they wanted to they wanted to bring him to uh, Memphis because he was going to the Paul Movement marching. So he, they took all the security detail from him the night before. We was we were strange at that time. People was like, why they took you know something extreme beyond that? The police chief came and took his police detail, um, his security detail, and those reverend too. They got paid. A lot of them was pat. They were patsies. They got paid. They got paid. They got paid by the government. You see, a lot of you see even Dick Gregory, God bless his soul, he spoke upon that. He spoke about this. Um, those reverend. They want America to be killed because they knew that he was going to be a problem for them because he had awakened, you know, his own people betrayed him. That's what we do. We have a lot of simple-minded Negroes in our, in our society. Those Negroes, they are bad for your health. They're in your family. They're in your job. They're in your church. They're in your neighborhood. Those simple-minded Negroes, they will sell you on a penny, okay? They're money-hungry. They don't see the big picture. They will undermine your leadership of a job, a job of a hat. They will undermine your leadership. Okay? And that can be for a woman. That can be for a man. They can be simple-minded people. That being said, that's something that we need to look at this man's life, evaluate his life, and reflect on his life. Take something good and bad out of his life. The good time I'll take because he was a great speaker. I'm inspired to be like, you know, to speak like him or better than him because he was a great, he was very articulate. He was a great speaker. He moved people, you know, he moved people when he speak. That's a gift. That's a gift. You can't buy this. It's from God. But at the same time, he was promiscuous behind closed door, having orgies and freak. He had a lot of, um, according to insiders, he had a lot of children by other women besides his wife. But I'm not going to, you know, tap into that too much. I'm going to focus more on, on his public life. He had met, before he died in 1968, he had met with MLK in, in Chicago. Actually, in Harlem, actually, sorry. He met with MLK in Harlem. And they was working on boycotting. You, like I said, don't take my word for it. Go look it up for yourself. They were planning to boycott 500 companies, U.S. companies, throughout the nation. And secondly... He was going to go to uh, the U.N. and do a speech about the Vietnam War. And they knew all those things that that was going to take place. The guy, you know, LBJ, he's a freaking murderer. He's a, he's a thug. He's a thug from Texas. You see, JFK did not want him. They, they, the reason why was that was a political move. They put him on the ticket. So, you see, he ended up undermining JFK leadership in the partaking in his assassination. He didn't want LBJ as his vice president. They chose him. They said, you got to put him so he can win Texas. He, he picked LBJ so he can win Texas. That's why JFK picked LBJ, because he wanted to win Texas. That being said, the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, and his compadres, they was in cahoots with the reverends, the black reverends that was around MLK. They come together to assassinate the brother. And Jesse Jackson, man, your hands is dirty. It's time for you to come out and speak the truth to the people. A lot of people have suffered. A lot of people, millions of us are suffering because of your, your bad leadership. 
It's time to come out and admit to this thing. You was part of this assassination. Jesse Jackson, I'm talking to you directly. You were part of this assassination. You need to come out and speak the truth to the people. Like the Bible said, the truth shall set you free. All the my people are perished for lack of knowledge. Our people are dying out here on a spiritual level, on a mental level. We are dying in the streets. It's time, Jesse, and your compadres and your partners, it's time for them to come outside and say, you know what? We have done this man wrong. It's time to tell the people, the Negroes, the truth, what went down, what transpired back in 1968. The truth. We don't want to hear no shenanigans. We don't want to hear none of that stuff. We want to hear the truth. What happened? Were, were you a part of the assassination? We need to know, Jesse Jackson. It's time for you to come out and speak the truth to the public. We are tired with the shenanigans. It's time for you to come out and speak the truth to the public. That's all I got to say about MLK. May his soul rest in peace. One love. This is John signing off. Peace. Take care.